Way to go, Visa Europe. Yeah, way to go. Now, Visa America, US, Visa America, step up your fucking game. Step your game up. Step up your fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Bitcoin Podcast. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. And host number three, Corey. And we're going to switch things up a little bit on this episode just because, uh, you know, we're entrenched in the holidays. So we're going to kind of lead with the uh, interview first, and then we're going to come back at you with a little commentary. So uh, first up, we want to talk about Voltoro who is a Bitcoin gold exchange enabling users to instantly convert their Bitcoins to gold and back. And they are the very, very first real-time exchange to allow traders to trade between Bitcoin and physical gold that you can hold in your hands. And this will go a long way towards ending poverty by including a potential 5 billion people who have been left behind by traditional banking. So it's a it's a pretty big deal, and we have... One half of the genius brothers behind the company, Mr. Joshua Shigala. Yeah. This dude knew his shit. He did. He did. Gold's been down a lot in the the, the recent history. So, um, yeah, so get some gold for your bits. All right, so we're going directly into the interview. Dude. Yeah, let's get him in the studio. All right, here we go. Uh, so Joshua, first off, um, congrats, good sir, on over two million dollars worth of Bitcoin and gold traded. Uh, no, two million, million, yeah, not billion. Yeah, <laughs> take that yet? Yeah, uh, take that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you just got back from uh, from Berlin, I believe, and um, I'm, you know, half my family is uh, lives over there. My mother's actually from Wiesbaden, so I- I've never been oh. myself. So. Uh, I'm I'm curious to know, you know, tell us about your latest trip over there and and what you accomplished if it was business or pleasure. Oh, actually, no, we have an office here. Oh, so, nice. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, we're in London Limited, but uh, we have an office in Berlin and I was uh, actually over in Montreal uh just uh, talked to some investors. So it's very exciting stuff to uh, you know, they're very excited as well, so it's really um but Berlin is a Berlin is a fantastic place. It's it's really got a, a, a great hacking energy you know they've always been uh, at the forefront of hacking music uh, with a lot of the electro stuff in the uh, from all the way from the 60s 70s 80s you know when this uh, electric music really came came to be and then you've got all the uh, uh you've got a real big sort of uh, maker movement over here as well and, and good programmers and so bitcoin fits perfectly here as well so it's very progressive progressive area yeah absolutely absolutely there's um there's a whole street that takes bitcoin um in kreuzberg here it's a it's a region and and it's just fantastic going down there grabbing yourself an ice cream grabbing yourself a beer 
Actually, um, one cool story. I was at Room 77 down here and um, a friend of mine in Australia paid for my beer before it was finished being poured with Bitcoin. Wow. So that was awesome. Whoa, that's a cool story. That's nice. That's fast, faster than a Mike Tyson knockout there. <laughs> yeah, <that's> a, <laughs> yeah. Man, that place seems awesome. I imagine there's like Daft Punk statues on the corners and stuff. Just real futuristic. It's really cool. He's actually got a he's built a um a hash rate clock uh to watch the the Bitcoin blockchain hash rate and um and as it hit half a whatever it is up to now zettabyte or whatever um it uh yeah kicked over and we all had a beer for, for it so that was nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really like a place that needs to be visited by the Bitcoin podcast. That's a community I want to be a part of. Being yeah. Bitcoin. yeah, big time. Absolutely, guys, come come on down. You know, it's it's an awesome, awesome place. But come in the summer. That's where you want to come to. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, why that disclaimer? What? Only the one season? All the rest? <laughs> only in the uh, summer? You know, it's just like people here just really soak up as soon as there's the the sun pops its head out. Everyone's outside just partying. Beer gardens are full. It's just uh, everyone takes full advantage. Coming from Australia, it's like, oh, sun's out again, whatever. (laughs) 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 Uh, But but over here, it's like, woo. Yeah. Sweet. So you've been been in the Bitcoin scene for since the old CPU days. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, You know, it was right at the end of the CPUs, just as GPUs came in and uh, I was actually working as a 3D animator for most of my life, so I had a heap of GPUs, but they were all stuck behind a firewall, so I couldn't take advantage of it. It was the worst fail of my life, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what was what was it like when you first got introduced to Bitcoin? Were you were you immediately just yes, this is what I want to be, or were you skeptical at first, or you know, did you, things like Mount Gox Mount Gox fiasco keep you from diving in too much? I mean, tell us about you getting into it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was always a gold bug and I really, you know, after 9-11, I, I researched about, you know, world history really a lot more deeply and uh, and where how money fits into this whole thing. You know, as, uh, as always, in a good police drama, you follow the money and uh, that goes for uh, global affairs as well. And, and as I followed it more and more and I started learning about economies and how they've uh, come, come to be toppled um, – I really saw the the puppet masters behind the whole thing as really the whole fractional reserve system, uh, the the the, uh, the centralized monetary system, and I, I always saw gold and silver as something fantastic. But it was really hard to move around. You had and and it was really hard to um, div, you know get divisible uh, denominations of this stuff. So it's, you know, even if you go to a gold fair where everyone's a gold bug, it's almost impossible to pay with gold because, you know, how you can find $19.95 cents worth of, and, and so, and it's also heavy, you know, you have it in your pockets, you can't really carry it around, it's dangerous to carry around a lot of wealth. And Bitcoin solves that by making, you know, it's, it's super easy to send around, it's quick, it's light, it's, um, you know, it weighs nothing. Uh, apart from your phone and so it it for me it was a real revelation uh, not only in that it's easy to use but also that it's a true separation of money and state which uh, I found to be not only 
revolutionary, but uh, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, cheesy, but truly evolutionary. It's peaceful. Uh, most revolutions are quite violent, and this is just a, a peaceful exit to say, you know what, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Definitely. Definitely. I, I see where you're coming from. I tend to be the more, like, political of the bunch, and <laughs> um, that, that separation of money and state is very important. And the, in the community, we actually have Eric Voorhees, and we've actually interviewed him, and he's a great guy. Yeah. And he's big on separation of, of money and state. So so how did your partnership with Shapeshift take place and, and why did the altcoin additions make sense for you? Well, you know, I'm a I really like the Bitcoin blockchain um because because I think it's better to focus on one and have a really good system working. But at the same time I really enjoy the fact that you can have many, many different ecosystems trying stuff out. And you can almost see, you know, in the, uh, in the past, we've only ever had capitalism, communism, uh, and sort of these dual, these sort of two systems. Whereas nowadays, we can have thousands. We can try different ways of releasing currency, or how, do we have a demurrage where where a currency loses value? Does that work, or does does do we have a currency that gains value, or do we have a currency on what sort of uh, that's pre-mined or not pre-mined? And, and you can have all these different type of monetary systems uh, and, uh, and and try them out. And if they work, they work. And if they don't, then they fail. And that's great. So I really do like the concept of altcoins. But I think, um, you know, having uh, – we, we we wanted to really build out Bitcoin as a, as a marketplace to have Bitcoin being backed by gold personally. So you can personally back your Bitcoin by gold. Um, but uh, to, to add all these different – altcoins and to deal with which one's a scam and which one's just a pump and dump was too hard so and eric's company um shapeshift does a really good job vetting through the best ones and and so uh his solution was really good and and we just released a function where uh our, um someone creates a bitcoin address on voltoro and uh, the system watches that address, and as soon as any money goes to it, they can set it to have an instant order to gold. So what we found is a lot of miners were mining to these addresses, and so they they were mining gold with their CPUs. And uh, and a lot of the altcoin people uh, guys wanted to do that as well because a lot of altcoin miners were like, "Wow, this thing might be a pump and dump." They've spent all weekend mining it, and then all of a sudden. It just disappears in value, so they like to back it up in something that's more tangible, and then convert it to Bitcoin or whatever they want to do. Wow! Yeah, and Shapeshift's really cool like that because they can set up a payment channel through Shapeshift um, to an addri- to a Bitcoin address, and it'll remember that that channel. So whenever they send, let's say Dashcoin or whatever to it, uh, it'll just keep on going into your Voltoro account or to the Bitcoin address that you choose, and it's really really quite a good function. Future is now. Yeah, man, it really is. Jeez, that creates a whole, whole new economy that that runs parallel to. So this is. I mean, you have you have quite a quite a bit of kind of bandits to play with. I mean, how do you how do you keep the checks and balances in order? What, how do you did you ever ask yourself as a client like what would I what would I want as a customer and how can I feel safe and secure and how did you end up implementing that for Voltero? Oh, absolutely. I mean, being a gold bug, I'm like severely, if you don't hold it, you don't hold it. <laughs> you know, kind of guy. 
And um, so, and I got stung quite largely, uh, quite big at, uh, with the whole Mount Gox fiasco. Oh. Uh, lost, lost a bit of money in that. And so when it, when it collapsed, the first thing that I was working on, me and my brother was a decentralized exchange, um, to, because we thought, right, this has to, this has to change. This is just nonsense. But the more that I, I also wanted to do it with gold because gold is a true, uh, is another kind of decentralized monetary system because people mine it from everywhere. You don't need permission to mine this thing. You can just go and do it. Um, and uh, and also it's your property and a lot of people don't know when you put money in a bank it doesn't belong to you anymore when you put fiat in a bank it's the bank's money legally um they just give you the right to uh, the, the promise that they'll repay that to you when you ask for it whereas when you put gold in a vault uh it's legally your property as as your thing and so when mount gox went down even the people that had fiat didn't get that back um so when that happened, uh, and we were trying to build this decentralized net network, we thought, well, I really want a, I really want a price discovery system that that moves quickly. So when someone buys and sells, you know, like like Bitstamp or Kraken or any of these things happens real time, and we can't get that with the decentralized system yet. Uh, the technology just isn't ready yet. Um, and we thought, well, and the gold is sitting centrally in a vault anyway, so because it needs to be audited. Um, so let's focus on transparency instead. Let's focus because if Mt. Cox had been transparent, um, red flags would have popped up all over the internet before it got anywhere near the uh, fiasco that it turned into. And so what we did is uh, we've worked on protocols that allowed us to real-time uh, publicly audit both the gold and the Bitcoin um, on the system because I knew that's what I would want as a client. So what we do is we give every client an anonymous ID when they um, when they create an account, and then they can log out, and we publish every anonymous ID with the gold holdings and Bitcoin holdings of that anonymous ID, and people can check without us knowing that they're checking if it's there, uh, if they're if they're uh, if the same same if we publish the correct amount, and then they can see the sum of the whole amount of everybody's holdings, and. Um, and check that against the vault operator statements, the weekly statements, plus the BDO international audit statements and the insurance papers, as well as the, um, for the Bitcoin side, the cold wallet and the warm wallet addresses. So you can always be sure that, um, it's 100% reserve. And that was really important because the whole point I got into Bitcoin was, you know, the whole nonsense of fractional reserve banking, uh, the, the, the disgusting nature of it all. And, um, and I wanted to have a way that we can provably, um, uh, ourselves not, not be, uh, you know, not be allowed to do that through the community. Because if we mess with it, someone will, uh, scream and shout. So that was really important for us. So if, if I'm trying to wrap my head around, I guess the protocols that, that you just, you just said, yep. and I, I'm trying to understand, let's just say I'm like, I'm a paranoid consumer. I want to use Voltoro. What is, the run of the mill security versus the type of security that only like large investors usually have access to that you provide for just a fraction of the price. Like what, what are some of the glaring differences between the two? Well, a lot of exchanges, they, A, they don't publish their cold wallets or any, you know, any way of proving what sort of reserves they have or liabilities they've got. Um, and, uh, uh, if you're looking at general banking, um, they are totally opaque. There's no transparency at all. Um, they just, you just have to trust their brand. 
and uh, that's just nonsense. Um, whereas uh, there are uh, in in business, you use large auditing firms to audit each other, uh, and governments use it for for tax purposes. Uh, so the company that um, our vault operator uses is called Pro uh, is called um, uh, BDO International, and they're the third largest auditing firm in the world. They're a multi-billion-dollar auditing firm, and so it was important for us to use them because just like Bitcoin uses game theory, uh, we wanted to use it in a similar way where it's just not in their interest to side with us and pre- and to audit us in a in a dodgy way because they've got a billion-dollar industry to uh, to protect uh, from themselves hmm. uh, than to you know side with some little Bitcoin startup, um, and also um, uh, when you you know I, I still don't even trust um, fully these these private auditing firms. So that's why the public audit is really a revolutionary concept where you just say, look, we just like the blockchain has a pseudonymous um, way of proving what an address has we give everyone this anonymous id so they can just check publicly oh yeah that's um that's how much i have and and they don't know that i'm checking like voltoro doesn't know that i'm checking so i can assume that it's um that it's right so yeah it sounds like you guys are using the blockchain to its fullest yeah well thanks man thanks very much it's you know i and I, i i give talks around um at conferences about the nature of transparency because really as consumers we of, of bitcoin as users of bitcoin we need to demand transparency from exchanges because if we don't we're going to get another massive uh heist um or hack um and <laughs> and every, you know and then and then what what are the people going to do everyone's going to demand that government step in with some sort of answer and uh, the government step in and saying, "Yep, we're going to regulate the hell out of this industry." Of course, it's it's going to be only in the interests of the incumbent banks, yeah. um, who uh, who then you know basically take the industry. So it's really important that that if, if there's an exchange out there, folks, really look at what their transparency protocols are, because if they aren't up to par, then use an exchange that's up to par. Really, yeah, absolutely. I feel like you used air quotes when you said hack. I did. <laughs> oh, I did. Car- <laughs> Carpellas in his dumb face. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, uh, so I heard there may have been some trouble using uh, Voltoro in New York. Uh, something along the lines of uh, banks don't need the bit license to deal with Bitcoin because they don't want to be locked into somebody's proprietary technology. Um, so how can... We stop this from happening in other territories. And if I'm traveling client, like if I'm traveling abroad and I'm not from New York, but I'm using your service there, can it block my IP address? Well, that's exactly why we haven't blocked New York um, as an IP. But what we've done, if you can, once you sign, uh, once you register uh, on the registration page, it says um, it has a tick box saying that um, I certify that I'm not a resident of Syria, Iran, um, uh, North Korea, or New York. So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Was, hot spots. I, if you're I a thought, Syrian I, living in New York, it's oof. You shit out of luck. I mean, yeah. you shit out of luck. You hit the yeah. intersection of not being able to use our service. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a little bit of a trolling uh, move uh, on our behalf to the New York State. But uh, actually, you know, that that was the thing was that, um, you know, if you are traveling to New York, uh, it, you're not a New York resident. So you should be able to jump on a service that um, you use. And, and um, you know, people people like to spend their gold wherever they are or spend their Bitcoin. So it's uh, it's important. It's a global currency, you know. Absolutely. How secure is that? Is that similar to the uh, checking the I'm over 18 box when you're 13? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, um, we, <laughs> it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it, even if we were to block IP addresses, you could use a VPN. You, if you're yeah. traveling to then another state, then you can all of a sudden use our service. There's no way we can police it. So if, uh, you know, New York has to do a better job policing their own people if that's what they're obsessed about doing. And it's not my job. I agree. I like that. Very well put. Yeah. So, I mean, on the topic of New York, uh, can I can I get your candid thoughts on the fact that I mean, did you know the cost of a bit license there is like a hundred grand, and you can't even pay that in Bitcoin? And there's only like twenty some bit licenses filed, and fifteen operations have been seized. I think to date. I mean, th- I mean that can't help Bitcoin's case for less regulation. And in, I, in that case, I, I think banks are embr- they're embracing the blockchain while while Bitcoin itself is slumping. I'm glad you said the blockchain. I'm the sick of blockchain. hearing. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing <laughs> blockchain. I'm, I feel so like there's we. something missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? I remember, you know, you see videos of the early internet, and everyone's like, "Have you used internet yet?" <laughs> <laughs> no. What is it? What's that weird A? Yeah, the, yeah. What is yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Yeah, look, I mean, this this really goes back to exactly what I was saying with Matt. You know, when they were instituting the uh, the bit license, or or um, Ben Lorsky was lobbying for it, he was using Mt. Gox the whole time as an excuse. And this is again why people need to um, regulate themselves and and choose good exchanges uh, that, that have transparency protocols in place and and so and there's there's different types of transparency protocols like um, um, but uh, yeah definitely do your research um, but you know as we can see with a bit license it really does just help the banks the fact that the banks no don't need a bit license is just a big glaring in your face uh, admission that uh, a lot of these uh, regulations are basically backed uh, behind the curtains by big banking interests in New York, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Writings on the wall. Yeah, yeah. but you know, uh, you know, um, Anthony uh, uh, Antonopoulos uh, really uh, said it well when he talked about the Red Flag Act of uh, back when cars were being invented. Have you, you guys heard about that? Isn't that? Um where you had to have somebody walk in front of the car with the red flag. Yeah, exactly. To show that the car was coming, which is like the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these dangerous horseless carriages, you know. And and that's what England put in place because on behalf of the carriage lobby, the horse lobby, the shoe horseshoe lobby, the hay lobby, the you know, all the big industry behind horse and cart. And um, and meanwhile, uh, it, it destroyed the car industry at the start in 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 England. And meanwhile, in America, it boomed. So I think a lot of people are scared of uh, of doing that again. I mean, you saw in London they put VAT on Bitcoin a while ago and removed it a few months later because 
they had a massive dr- brain drain. Everyone just rushed to different countries. And they went, oh, we are the hub of, uh, you know, s- London's one of the centers of finance. And we just might have destroyed our chance in the, of the future of finance. So they just removed that again. And, and I think, you know, New York might see the same thing. I, I'm hoping they're going to reverse their silly license because uh, they're going to have a massive brain drain on their hands. I totally agree. Yeah. And if you, it's hard to shut Bitcoin down. It's going to be hard. The only thing you do by trying to shut it down is screw where the people who live in your area. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's, 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 it's really nonsense. And if once, once people start to see that something is truly useful, I, I think they're going to have to ask their representatives to reverse such a ridiculous notion unless, Unless uh, governments start pointing, you know, saying ISIS and all this sort of nonsense and blaming Bitcoin, but we all yeah. know that that's that's all U.S. dollars anyway. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't get outlandish with the whole ISIS nonsense, but. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting on to, uh, I guess I, I think I understand how. 99% how Voltura works. I got one last question just so I can fully understand it. Uh, yeah, when man. I was reading, when I was reading up on it today, I saw that the, the minimum physical withdrawal, I think is a hundred grams. And if I looked at the price of gold, I think that's sitting around $3,500. And I'm assuming that most people don't hold five or more bitcoins. So if I have this formula correct, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. How would you suggest people who just want to demo Volturo and invest small sums of money? Is it possible or do you just have to kind of have a, a lot of skin in the game in order to participate? Oh, no, that's the whole point of Volturo. You can buy down to four cents worth of gold. You know, the, no the kidding. Point, yeah. So the point for us was to bank the unbanked, uh, to allow hmm. people in, in developing countries to accept Bitcoin without the price volatility. So they can accept Bitcoin and instantly hedge it in gold. And a physical gold that's secured in their name as their property and then instantly sell that for Bitcoin again and, and when they need to spend. So instead of using, uh, companies that instantly sell it for fiat again and just use Bitcoin as a marketing gag, they can actually use Bitcoin as Bitcoin and, um, and, uh, just hedge into another actual asset that's spent into existence and not lent into existence like gold and Bitcoin is. And, um, and so the, the thing is, we weren't, you can withdraw physical gold that you can hold and cuddle. But the point, <laughs> you know, the, the reason we built Voltorio was not for that function. Um, because the reason is to instantly trade in and out. And if, um, you know, the, the stuff hits the fan, then you can get it physically delivered. The, the thing is, it's not really the most, the cheapest way to get it physically delivered, um, to you because, um, there's, uh, the vaults are sitting in a duty free zone in Switzerland. And that's how we can keep it clo- really close to spot price and make this market, uh, mirror or, or stay close to the global spot price of gold. Um, once it leaves the vault, it attracts Swiss taxes. And then once, uh, and then there's, um, security, like, um, you need to, we need to ring the insurance company. The insurance company ha- opens a window of time that the vault can be opened. And, and there's all these protocols in place. So it's, it's quite a costly way of doing it, but it's your gold. So you should be able to 
get it withdrawn if you want to. So, uh, of course, that's available too. Um, but a hundred gram is kind of uh, the minimum to withdrawal. Of course, if anything ever happened to Voltoro, uh, the third party law firm that gets a real time encrypted backup of the database of, uh, holdings, um, would, would issue everyone's gold back to them that way. You have, it's the perfect system. I've tried to trip you up and you've, 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 you've got it on lock. It's the perfect <laughs> system. I've yeah, got, I've a, got an interesting, interesting question to this on top of it. I mean, with, good, man. Because both gold and Bitcoin are somewhat, I wouldn't say gold as much, but there's volatility in both. And when you have the transfer from Bitcoin to gold, how do you maintain this liquidity when you, or like to prevent slippage in times of great Bitcoin volatility? Like, how does that, how does that work for your company? Yeah. So, I mean, in our company, we have a market maker that uh, always has liquidity on hand. And, um, you know, in, in massive uh, um, movements, uh, it's, just a ma- it's just a matter of um, getting uh, of logistics, basically, for us. We've got really good um, contracts in place with the sec- uh, second largest gold firm in Europe. And so we've got uh, enough, you know... Um, and uh, enough amount, I wouldn't say infinite because there's no such thing, but uh, we've got plenty of gold on that side and uh, and we use um, Kraken and other exchanges for liquidity of Bitcoin on the Bitcoin side. So, and we instantly buy and sell on both sides uh, when we need to uh, deliver to the client uh, and sell as the market maker. But the hope is that eventually the market buys and sells to each other uh, that was the important thing for me was um, to build an actual marketplace because there are other solutions uh, like um, Bitgold is one of them, but they're just a uh, there's they're a single broker. So if you buy you know thousand dollars worth of gold from them and they decide to change their buyback price, you're stuck forced to pay that. Whereas if we as a market maker make our price really bad, someone would jump in front of us closer to spot price like any other market. And, um, and always, you know, so there's always a fairer price to a market price, a market based price instead of a forced price. Yeah. That's great. Got all T's crossed and all I's <laughs> dotted. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, th- that was the, that was the trick to try and really get this nailed because we, you know, after this Mount Gox collapse, I, I've really sat brainstorming every last thing and being a paranoid gold bug, I really wanted to, um, to uh, uh, try to find a solution for everything. And, and playing the devil's advocate is really important. And uh, that's why we always love people uh, telling us, well, how does this work? What if this happens? What if that happens? And then if we don't have an answer for it, then we sure as hell we sit down and, and try to figure it out. Have yeah. you ever seen what? the Oceans movies? Like yeah. Oceans Ale- like <laughs> yeah, the Australian fact- Ocean. You just got everything <laughs> planned out. Like every single second. It's nice. Oh, that's well, funny uh, they say that because uh, when I was writing the FAQ, uh, one of the answers was like, uh, "What's the security of the vaults?" and I and I went through some of the security protocols that's there, and I said, "Unless you're oceans with this team of eleven or twelve, um, you know, you're really not getting anywhere near this thing." Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, um, Josh, we got one last question for you. It could the, be the toughest question. The smarter they are, the the harder they fall on this one. Yep could be the toughest question oh wow geez and it is well it's actually more of a a demand at this point (laughs) the way we have it 
in 10 words or less, describe Bitcoin. Oh, wow. I would say, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, that's four. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let you start wherever you start. All right. Um, Bitcoin is the most evolutionary thing of our lifetime. Uh, a true separation of money and state and a peaceful exit. Yes, he failed. Yeah. <laughs> that was 19 words. And I was, oh. I was giving you some bonus words in there. So I was like, I'm not going to count the articles. So I'll subtract these, subtract A. 19 words. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm terrible at Twitter. Like, um, like <laughs> silly pink outline, the pink's highlight. Noise the hell out of me. 150 characters. It's nonsense. Yeah, uh, how are you meant to get any sort of philosophical debate out into the world? Uh, don't you got to do the thing where you chunk it in multiple tweets and you put like parentheses, it's like tweet number one, tweet number two. Yeah, just yeah, actually, everything. That's all. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a competition when we first launched back in February. Um, you know, uh, um, guess the time when we're gonna launch. And people were, you know, guessing, oh, 337 to, and one punk gets online <laughs> and literally tweets every single time, 337, 338, 339. But in the middle there, he got really lazy and left like half an hour out and someone else, and I was so happy, someone else managed to get in closer than him. And I was like, yeah, the grand gold goes to you. That in guy your was so face. I know. <laughs> I mean, how are you meant to put terms and conditions into a tweet? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, Josh, thanks for stopping by. Hey, guys, keep up the great work. You know, apart from transparency, I think uh, education is the, uh, is the biggest thing as well. And you guys are doing a great job. And that's why I contacted uh, you guys as well and say, hey, can I, you know, come on the show? Because after I heard the Mike Tyson interview as well, that was really fun. And uh, you guys are having a laugh. And I, I was giggling away while listening to it. Uh, glad to hear I could that. appreciate I definitely that. enjoy doing it. And yeah. hearing feedback like that means a lot to us. It's like exactly yeah. what we go for. So that's we're glad that we're hitting all the right spots for you so oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well all right see you guys have a good night thank you you. all right that was voltoro helping you connect your bits with your gold without a bank without a bank that's right. A bank's like, hey, where's this guy getting this gold from? And you're like, I'm getting it from Bitcoin. Eat it. And there's the obvious play on words there. You can get a bit of gold. Huh? Yeah. You can get a, you can get a bit of gold with your bits. And I really hope you guys enjoy that interview. Listening to that interview as much as we did uh, actually performing the interview. Because Joshua is an amazing... He is a dudamus maximus, and it was really pleasant talking with him. And as you heard, he knows his shit. Okay, so your gold's secure, your bits are secure. Uh, so, like I said at the top of the show, this is kind of like a little holiday episode. It's going to be a little shorter than usual. Yeah, that's right. It was a long interview, though, so. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, you know, we we just wrapped up Black Friday, so uh, you know, the the Bitcoin Black Friday helped take the the digital currency mainstream. Did anybody see any deals? Did anybody buy anything with Bitcoin? Corey, is there even Black Friday in Brazil? Mm, I wouldn't call it Black Friday. It's like super oferta, but it's they like really <laughs> they fucking like blow up the price the week before so when they offer uh, you know offer the offer it's like 95% off so it's normal oh my and goodness it's terrible yeah. consumerism here is it hasn't really they're trying to catch on and they're doing it wrong i think uh, <laughs> why does everybody have to catch on to that like they I don't, don't have to do their, that their but. culture doesn't like isn't a very consumerism culture Period. Yeah, they just reuse everything and have a bunch of. And technology is so expensive here that no one buys it. Not here, man. People were getting fist fights, coochie kicked, taint punched, all for some discounted TVs, man. I like how they're all women references. Ah, men's have taints. They're longer. Oh, that's true. That's true. Did you guys hear that news from Visa Europe? Uh, tell us about it. Well, Visa partnered with this company called Epiphyte, which I'm pretty sure is some really fancy Egyptian word for cool stuff. And um, I just lost where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, they partnered with this company, Visa, Visa partnered with Epiphyte, and they um, they were going to start making a private blockchain. And then Epiphyte was like, no. We're just testing on the Bitcoin blockchain, our remittances services. And then I believe the CEO of Epify even said that private blockchains at this point are are vaporware. So yeah. way to go, Visa Europe. Yeah, way to go. Now Visa America US Visa America Step up your fucking game. Step your game up. Step up your fucking game. <laughs> um, other than that, the only news that I... that It's not news necessarily me becoming a fanboy of another... It's weird how I'm fans of people that like just build technology. Like It's weird. Like I'd have an Elon Musk number one fan finger if they made him. Like, me too. I'd have an Elon Musk jersey if they made it. If there were like a... Elon Musk network, like there's an NFL network, I'd watch it. If he was a cult, if he was a cult leader, I would follow him. Yeah, pretty much. I like, would, I would take his Kool Aid. I would have no problem. What flavor Kool Aid you drinking there, Elon? You know I like purple. All right, guys, uh, enjoy your leftover turkey. I think that's that's it for us this week. Sure you know how, how we do. Yeah. Other than that, um, plug ourselves, right? Yeah, Twitter at the BTC podcast. Uh, tweet me, I tweet you back. Uh, Facebook's doing pretty good. Dimitric is uh, throwing the blogs up there and some nice commentary from around the webs. Yeah. So uh, uh, like us, join our network, sign up for our newsletter so you so you know when new episodes go up immediately, and subscribe to us on iTunes and, and Zapchain, our community. Yep. We're building that community, and we've join built it. it. So you guys need to join it, and we can start doing things like tweet campaigns and stuff, you know, for our show. So, anyways, yeah, Zapchain, 
dot com slash just two guys. And what about our crowdfunding? When's that coming up? We need to throw uh, it up soon. Let me get my food down from the holidays, and I'm going to get that up immediately. <laughs> How long does it take you to digest food? Um, couple days, <laughs> man. That turkey's going to be in there for a while. I'll get it up, though. It's a very exciting project that I think you guys are going to love. Cool, cool. Well, look out for it. We'll be posting it on Zapchain, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, and sending out actual classifieds in the, your local newspapers as well. Yeah, and then uh, go to our website, and Demetrik has uh, an argument for the 1% that I'm sure you guys would love to read, and feel free to weigh in with your opinions. Yeah. I enjoyed that article. Oh, thanks. I put a lot of effort into it. So, I got another one coming. So, anyways, um, thanks for listening this week, guys, and play the outro. I love gold. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name... Gold member.